Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to Dorm Report Clear. I'm Casey Boat, and we got three spotters on the show today, including race winner TJ Majors, to help us break down everything from Phoenix. They'll cover the impact of the new aero package, PJ1, and new tire at Phoenix, spotting the wild restarts, AI technology in NASCAR, and so much more. Thanks for making the great decision to check us out. Here we go. I'm PJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. Watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Yo, yo. It's Freddie Kraft here. Spotter Bubba Wallace. Had the old David Starr this week. Here with a couple of my buddies today. I am so excited because we finally get a break from Brett. (laughs) Casey, you know how you got this job? (laughs) You remember who hired you? Jason, I thought we were on the same side here. <laughs> you were a great help with helping me well, get this job. I don't know job. how you lost your last job, but I'm going to tell you okay. how you're going to lose this one. <laughs> Literally Just make by saying <laughs> like that. I make one comment, one comment last week. I just want you to own it. That's one all. One comment. Yeah, I had to deal with six months of wedding photo comments. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer. This is else. my show. I'm on the t-shirt, <laughs> door bumper clear. And we also have a guest host here today. Maybe her last show. <laughs> how far along are you, by the way? You love me. You know you do. How far along are you? Oh, 15 weeks. I was talking to Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going on about 10 years now. I don't know how long this takes. <laughs> hey, I'm sleep deprived. This may be a hell of a show today. Ugh. You need to go home. I need to go to sleep. That's I, a fact. We were trying to get home last night, and our, our plane broke again. <laughs> Uh, I saw Clint tweeted it that he got home at four o'clock. I actually got on the second plane that was coming in. Uh, I got home at like I think. What time are we texting at two? About two o'clock. Yeah, two when I landed. Got home at two thirty or whatever it was. So went to bed at four thirty. Yeah, I saw, I went to bed at four. Couldn't sleep. You know, just jacked up. Five hour energy. He's been on West Coast for ten days. You had, it's a, hard. Good, you had a good run too. So it's a good reason to be jacked up. Yeah, it was good. It was a good run, man. I thought. Uh, you know, Phoenix is just fun. I mean, we obviously ran into Blake Shelton on Thursday night, went to his concert. And I'm going to tell you guys, best country concert you'll ever see. And it's because he has so many different generations of country music in there. He's got the Bellamy Brothers with him. He's got some new chick. I'm sorry, I'm not good with names. 
Uh, was it Elena? Elena, Elena, Lauren, Elena, Lauren, Elena. Yeah, That's she's good. One. Yeah, I've like heard her. that name. Yeah, I don't know. She's what on she the radio sees. a lot. Somebody's got New Country there. He's got Bellamy Brothers. He's got John Anderson. He's got Trace Atkins and those guys. I mean, Freddie O'Tay, they jammed. Yeah, it was. I mean, and the the way Blake laid that show out, or whoever's idea that was, was Blake, great. It was Blake's, it was Blake's idea, Blake's idea yeah. because Blake, like, instead of having an opening act, and hey. Right on time. TJ's here. Him and uh, Logano stopped in Nashville overnight and partied all night, so he's running a little late today. <laughs> Just getting home. Welcome, welcome, to the, welcome to the show there, <laughs> feature on, winner. Said he's on his way back to get you. <laughs> well, somebody had to come get us. But um, anyway, so Blake lays the show out to where instead of having like uh, Laura and Elena girl came out and played like 45 minutes or so, but then Blake played for three hours. And then like in his set, he would bring these guys out for three songs. So it wasn't like you were sitting there watching John Anderson, then the Bellamy Brothers, and so on, and then Blake came on. It was one big show of Blake with these guys come out and play two or three songs at a time. But, yeah, John Anderson, I'll, one of the things I'll never forget is old John Anderson playing Seminole Wind coming up out of the stage. That was, that was pretty bad. Yeah, that, that was cool. What's up, TJ? Hey, buddy. Hey. Congrats. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks. We're just doing intro, so you can just intro yourself now. Yeah, the show took that long that we're still interest. So, seriously, who are you? Good, tired. Time so, did you get home? Well, just talking about that, my plane broke again. <laughs> I, I feel really bad because I kind of we 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 asked for that last yeah. week. Yeah, we're three for three on West Coast trips. We had a problem to Vegas, then we had a problem coming home Fontana, and then we had a problem coming home from Phoenix. Well, Isn't you're only two for three because you weren't on it on the way home. Thank goodness. Isn't that a sign they should be checking things out? Uh, I, I don't know how planes work. They're finicky. Like one little thing happens and they they won't take off. Or they won't, you know what I mean? One little thing yeah. happens, you land immediately. Like yeah. it doesn't always have to be. I think last night was like a sensor or something. Yeah, don't take. If anything's wrong, they won't take yeah, off. Yeah, I'm so. pretty sure I'm I'm good with that plan. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't. I don't really. We don't need to risk it. I don't think. No, I don't want to fly with cowboys. <laughs> you don't see a lot of smart old pilots. Was it bumpy yesterday? Smart young. Was it bumpy? Not, on the dude, way no, home? mine no. was. Mine was bumpy. On the yeah, way home. I was gonna say. <clears> I heard it was gonna be, but our guys did great with that. Maybe you missed it all. Maybe it was that. <laughs> you, you might have been just late enough. Where did y'all stop for fuel? Tulsa. Well, we either go to Amarillo and Breakdown or Oklahoma City. That's <laughs> our breakdown. That's our two stops. <laughs> One more than the other. <laughs> no, we're fifty fifty. You have much. bad luck in Amarillo, don't you? I've spent uh, I've spent a night literally in Oklahoma City FBO, and last night. We were going to Oklahoma City, but stopped short in Amarillo, which is where we had a flat tire on the way to Vegas. So, uh, travel adventures, man. That's part of the job, though. People say, what's the toughest part about your job? I'm like, flying. We've been <laughs> asking for softer tires. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got them. Casey, some people brought us some food today. Yes. Uh well, first off, shout out to Zach Wagner for bringing me pizza last week. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Zach. That Appreciate it. went a long way. He brought you pizza? He brought oh, yeah. Pizza. Papa John's. Me. Where? Here. Last week. Delivered. After the show. Yeah. Chatting about this. Wow. Yeah, he picked it up for me. Oh. It was great. And wow. uh, today, Jonathan Corwin brought us donuts. He did say they're for everyone but Casey. What? Wow. Oh. I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Like, what? <laughs> Okay, I don't understand. I got so much crap for making one comment about Brett, yet six months last year I had to deal with wedding photo. Like, I don't understand. Six months? We had to deal with it for like over a year. That's because everybody was on my side, Casey. (laughs) No, a lot of people were on my side. TJ, eat your donut. Make you feel better. Casey, I think you look great today. I like the red jacket and stuff. Thank you. That makes one person be nice. Great riding hood. What what did I do? You were nice too. Okay, just checking. (laughs) 
Well, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you got your pizza, and you can have my donuts if you want them. Thank you. I'm Who okay. is this I'll, guy? I'll share. Who are you, and what'd you do with TJ Majors? He <laughs> <laughs> well, sleep deprived. Yeah, this is this is what happens when Take you don't get to sleep. How was your race, nice jackass? Like. Now that you kicked our ass again, I don't think we kicked everyone's no. ass, but well, we were. Uh, no, you didn't. Um, I mean, Joey gets up on the wheel, man, when he when he's got to, and. And racing Brad and, and Kevin, uh, it's hard to beat them guys. Kevin was the fastest car, I think. Brad, Did was, you screw me in turn two on a restart? I saw. You I don't t- think I screwed I you. I saw you two arguing about this. What the hell are you talking we about? We weren't arguing about that. No. We were no, arguing we about, about something else. We were arguing about a lineup that NASCAR got wrong. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so on a restart there at the very end, uh, Joey was pushing the two, and they got a really good jump. And obviously teammates working together. Um, and, and when the caution came out, Joey, which is the same exact thing that happened to me in Daytona, the lineup was the 2, the 22, the 14. And NASCAR called out 14 in front of the 22. Well, TJ was looking at me like, you know I was in front of you. And I walked down there and I said, you remember Monday morning after Daytona 500, I told you we were supposed to be fourth and Ryan Newman was supposed to be fifth. We were ahead of them when the caution flew. This is the exact same scenario. And TJ was like, well, that's not right. It was a long time. It wasn't just like 10 feet right there. Like, we were ahead of him, probably leaving the dog leg. Like, we have all this technology in the world, this SMT technology, this GPS technology, but NASCAR goes back to the previous scoring, scoring loop. loop. And I'm really sorry, but at the end of a race like that, Man, that that's it. Hurt, it pisses you off. I mean, you know. I mean, obviously, it worked out for Joey yeah. because he was still on the bottom on the next restart, which was probably a good thing. I'd have Brad's brought, on I a mean, little I'd bit taken older. My, I'd have taken my chances on the front row with better tires than Brad. Yeah, Brad's on a little bit, you know, older tires, but he's controlling the restart, and he's a Mickey Mouse restarter anyway. You never know what he's going to do. He'll <laughs> break check you. Go go. He went one time one car length before the restart zone. You know, like you never know what he's going to do. But I think they're all. You kind of notice tendencies and, like, okay, if, if they go early this time, they go late the next time. And then after that, you're like, That's, yeah, you don't know where they're going to go the third time. So, um, but yeah, I was a little irritated because <clears throat> I wanted to be on the front row with better tires because I felt like we could race Brad a little harder that way. Um, it's better to already, it's better to be beside the guy than to have to get beside him because once you get, once you get sole position of the front of the field, you can kind of do what you want. And it makes it easier. So I wanted to be able to race Brad, um, but we were when I we were we we were literally ahead of Clint, probably leaving the dog leg. And we I know we were clear before we got to turn. or not clear, but we were in front of you before we got to turn one, and we were in front of you all the way until the caution came out. And I was like, surely there is a scoring loop between the start finish line <laughs> and, and turn two and the middle of turn <laughs> one and two. And um, I wanted to go back and look at the video, but I haven't got to see it yet. Or just uh, yeah, I want to go back and look at the video, see if you screwed me. And Jason couldn't find the right video yet. Well, I'll just so go. What are you talking about? I'll go look at SMT and show you. We were uh, we were outside of Joey, and again, this is all happening fast at real life speed. Are you I sure you were there? And and Joey just kept coming up, 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 up. Well, we ended up kind of in the <laughs> you know. When you end up up there, it was loose. You couldn't you couldn't throttle up. Then we ended up three wide with Kevin, who we hit. Then we had tire smoke for the next five or six laps. Bad. Saw Thankfully, that. it went away. Um, and we obviously, were, we went uh, on to a top five, but it, it definitely took away our chance at a top three. You know, Joey was. I remember counting him down because you're you're kind of doing a slide job when you clear somebody. We clear Clinton, where it's like sliding up. I'm like one back, half, half, outside, clear. <laughs> he didn't so, hear the out part. 
No, he's, well, he was making an executive decision that I'll probably what, paid off. <laughs> I'm, I mean, maybe you guys are just way better at this than me, but off of turn two yesterday, when them guys were running the top, was difficult. Yeah. like yeah, It's always like, difficult. Just, I mean, it's there, always but, been yeah. hard, but like when they're all running the top and like a guy's trying to plug the hole out, like you're running a lane off the wall and they're trying to run right in the grip and they're trying to plug that hole up top, I was, I was probably driving both well, crazy, just kept counting down runs. Makes it really hard when your guy's running the very bottom or something and the other guy's running the very top, so you got a gap and you're like, uh, yeah, I think the hardest clear? part is if your crew chief is on the pit box on that straightaway and he's looking at it and he's got the perfect angle and you're like, <laughs> outside. And then they come off the corner and the guy's nowhere near him and you're like, clear high. And, they, and the crew chief's yeah. like, wow, spotter, you suck. Yeah, good job. We're yeah, clear they, by five right there. But at the same time, you don't want to wreck your guy. Like, there's a lot of places I don't mind spotting aggressively. That's a place where coming off turn two, like Freddie said, and I still call it turn four because they got that, know, they, that they got that stripe across the back stretch. Like take that I off. Keep saying, I keep saying I call that the front stretch. The I almost time. said leader now at one point based on that damn line that runs across the back stretch. I cannot yeah. get it through my head that that's that they've flopped the track. I, I definitely called them the wrong corners a couple oh, times yeah. too. I'm glad oh, I wasn't the only one. I think everybody does it, yeah. but that corner. I definitely didn't clear Joey a couple times off there when we were probably clear. Oh, I yeah. definitely didn't. Yeah. I mean. You can't. You can't. Well, then, then think about this. My guy ran the bottom all day. I know. I made he it was, easy. He, I mean, <laughs> I what did it. he have against the grip? But, but, like, I, but <laughs> I was having a really spot turn two like you would do. What yeah. you were doing on restarts, I was doing the whole race because he wouldn't get off the bottom. He just said his car wouldn't turn in the PJ1. So, uh, man, he ran it like the, the old thing. It was working. You know, we had speed. So I, I knew Joey was fast when he got a penalty or whatever happened there, and he went to the back. And next thing you know, he's running ninth at the end of that stage or whatever he drove up to. I eight. did find it a little gratifying running you down and getting that extra like, stage man, point if from he, you. If he can come <laughs> from the back to the top ten, you know, at Phoenix, A, that's a good sign that we've got a good product. And B, he's obviously got a fast car. Do I think that the 22 is the best car yesterday? No, I actually think the four was. Yeah. But it took him about ten laps to get going. The nine was stupid fast. I thought fast. the nine was, and then all of us like I was. I looked at him like the nine got up to like fourth or something like that on that last run. After yeah, the, he leveled after out right And then all of a sudden he just stopped. Like that was honestly. I looked at his times and he was running like the same time, like forties, and we were we were running like a couple tenths faster. I'm like, eh, I'm not. Yeah. Too wonder what about he's him. getting away with in tech or, or figuring out how to get through tech or something because he's always faster than these other Hendrick cars. And I know Chase Elliott's a good race car driver, but so are the other three guys. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know. Phoenix is one of Chase's better tracks, too, though. Yeah, he's always been good there. You know, you look at, um, yeah, Phoenix is one of Chase's better tracks. Uh, he's always fast there. They're, he's got usually... a crew chief that'll really push the envelope, too. I mean, he's a Cole Byrne. Yeah. He's a Chad Canals. He's a Brian Patty. You know, those kind of guys. He's like your crew chief. What's your crew chief's name? Paul. Paul. Yeah, he's a guy that'll push the envelope. Yeah, Paul Paul doesn't really push too hard. He's pretty, he won't. As fast as your car was, he's pushing a little bit. He pushes on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paul's pretty... Uh, he's pretty pretty plain, um, but there are guys like I can you know whatever Allen's got figured out for plate races too. Even even with it being his teammate, yeah, you know we don't <laughs> we didn't know them. We're racing each other for the pole in Daytona and stuff. You know, it, he just he's got his tricks, man. He's he's uh he's good. Yeah, I, mean, I will say I was very impressed with Tyler Reddick yesterday. I yeah, thought- this is. This is exactly what we said. He's going to have higher peaks, but then he's going to mess up, and there's going to be lower lows. I, I thought think he, he blew a tire. Yeah, I thought he could have won. Honestly, I, looking on, on TV, uh, that's. I, I don't mean, think he could have won. I don't, I don't think he's going to win, but he could have had a top five. Look, we've been racing slot cars all year. Last year, we went to Phoenix last year and put on two of the worst races we ever have in NASCAR history. Now they've put it back in the drivers' hands. That plays to a guy 
like Tyler Reddick, who likes to go in there, stop the car, get it rotated, get back on the gas. It was slick. You know, it, the cars were moving around. You'd see them get loose. Like, that plays into a guy like his hands, and, and it, it becomes a, a driver's racetrack. That's the best thing that could have happened, not the wreck part, but the best thing that could have happened to Tyler Reddick was be around them guys racing. He was racing with Kyle Busch, uh, Martin Truex. You know, he was racing around guys that are consi- that win races. I'll tell you what else he did, TJ, a couple weeks ago. At Vegas, he raced us like an idiot. And he texted me after the race, and he was like, hey, I'm sorry. Give me Clint's number. I want to talk to him. And, of course, Clint – because when you catch a guy three times and get position and he just keeps hanging on your right rear for 10th halfway through a race, a veteran doesn't race you like that because that's what puts you in a position to get wrecked. But he realized – he was smart enough to realize after the race, man, I, I shouldn't have done that. And for a rookie that's only two races in at that point to realize that, that's a big deal. He's got a lot to learn this year, um, but his ceiling's high right now. Yeah, and he's got a high ceiling. So. I want to get him on the show. Let's do it. He'd be fun in here because <laughs> he's a funny dude. He is yeah. actually. He's very, uh, very funny on Twitter at times. Oh yeah, he's got that dry humor. <laughs> yeah, he'll get defensive too. Oh that, yeah. yeah. His tweet to Noah. <laughs> do you have the video of the wreck asking for a friend? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, Casey, let's kick it. Uh, Before we get started, let's discuss our incredible presenting sponsor, OfferPad. That's right, Casey. OfferPad is the presenting sponsor of Door Bumper Clear. When it comes to deciding who to sell your house with, there's no better choice. OfferPad.com makes the house selling process a breeze. All you need to do is log on, fill out a five-minute form, and within 24 hours, you'll receive an offer. Just five minutes. Imagine being able to complete something so important, <laughs> so quick, it doesn't get any easier than that. Yeah, when you go online to OfferPad.com, fill out the form, be sure to select the podcast option in the How Did You Hear About Us question. It will help us out tremendously. If you submit your home to OfferPad, be sure to tweet us a screenshot. We'll send you a DBC OfferPad t-shirt with my face and TJ's face. Who wouldn't want to wear that? Get started today. Go visit <laughs> OfferPad.com. Move freely. What is OfferPad? Well, put simply, we're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern home selling solution with a personalized human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. We buy your home from you so you can move forward the moment you're ready. We've had the pleasure of helping thousands of happy home sellers, and we'd love to help you. Getting started is easy. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free, and there's no obligation. Why is Offer pad the better way because we give you what traditional selling can't certainty and control selling to offer pad means no showings you pick your closing day and we'll even move you locally for free we have a 94 percent satisfaction score and a a plus bbb rating for a reason it truly is a better way so start thinking about where you want to live next get excited about making that move with offer pad you're sold go to offerpad.com and request your free purchase offer today offer pad move freely Spot on, spot on, spot off. Spot off, spot on, you like it, spot off, you don't like it, and you say why either way. Uh, first topic this one is for Brett. Impact of lower downforce package, PJ1 changes, and new tire on Phoenix racing surface. Spot on on every single thing that you just said. We saw, and, and Clint and I were talking about this on the plane. I thought I saw the best race, cup race I've ever seen at Phoenix. And it may be because last year's were so bad, 
But when you look at what the cars were doing, what the drivers were having to do, like it from where we stood, it literally looked like it was fun to race Phoenix again. We weren't running slot cars. We weren't wide open with that high downforce. The cor- Here's the key. The corner speeds were lower. Therefore, that allows Goodyear to make a tire that will wear out. When we see lap times fall off, we've been screaming on this show for last couple years about we need tires that will wear out. Well, they can if they're running wide open through the center of the corner. Goodyear can't build a tire that good. So it's, it's awesome to see the engineering changes um, to, to put us in a position, A, for a good championship race, which we now have, but B, a short track product, which is what we all – man, I can't wait for Martinsville, Richmond. I mean, I'd love to see this package, literally any, any short track in America because it was spot on yesterday. Uh, spot on, but I want to see more. I've watched a lot of uh, I watched a lot of race replays heading to there, and this was really um, really characteristic to 2017 minus the PJ1. I think the PJ1 helped out a lot, um, but I want to see more still. I want to see I want to see them struggle and slowing down in the corners a little bit more still. Um, that's, that's low horsepower though. Yeah, but I mean, how are you gonna do that? I don't know, man. Take the spoiler all the way off. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I didn't see as many guys. Uh, from the replays that I saw, guys could get each other loose into the corners a little bit more in 17, which was a similar package um, arrow-wise. But definitely all a step in the right direction. So spot on for the changes they've made so far. Uh, I personally would like to see a little bit more still. Not sure how to do it, but... I mean, 100 percent spot on racing-wise. Um, we've seen guys crashing yesterday. Denny Hamlin goes in the corner and crashes, wipes out the two Penske cars. Um, spot on for pitch strategy coming back into play. Like, we have a tire that wears out now, so now we have differing strategies to where guys are staying out. Okay, that didn't work. Now i got to come back in and get my tires, see if I can drive back up there. So it just just different stuff going on in the race now for people to, you know, you always want comers and goers. We've talked about for years, tires wearing out, and that's what that creates is more racing, better racing. Um, just guys pushing the envelope on restarts causing wrecks. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a better race overall, I felt like. Yeah, when you got to decide two tires, four tires, no tires, and comers and goers. Dude, that was fun. That's that's freaking fun. In the Xfinity race, if Justin Allgaier gets a caution with 15 to go, he is going to destroy the field. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we saw that happen in yesterday's race, too. We saw some guys pit, but the bad part about it is cautions breed cautions at that point. And if you get too many cautions after your, the caution that you need, really hurts your chances. And that's what we kept, happen, what kept happening yesterday. But uh, definitely great that that's actually a strategy play now. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. So That's where I'm curious. Like, to me, man, like, I, I came in yesterday 7th, and I came off pit road 15th. And I'm not saying it can't happen with single lug nut next year, but the reality is it's going to be a lot easier to change Less tires next years. year. So so I feel like if, if we come in, you know, if, if if Freddie's running second, TJ's running third, and I'm running fourth, first of all, it would be a miracle if Freddie's running second. But if he's running <laughs> second, third, and fourth, the likelihood of us I coming off <laughs> the likelihood of us coming off pit road second, third, and fourth is going to be a lot higher. There's two things I don't think people are talking about with the slug nut thing. A, it's that that we, we're not going to see the race on an off-pit road be as crazy as it is now because the room for error is going to be a lot lower. The second thing is, what does it do for cost to the Xfinity Series teams and the Truck Series teams? Are these cup teams going to let their tire changers go out and, and only change a single lug on Sunday, but on Saturday the day before they're going to be out there hitting five lugs, right? And, and two, 
is that skill level going to be going to be as high as it is now on the cup side? I mean, those guys make a lot of money. They make triple what spotters make. And we and we're not out here starving to death, guys. But are they going to need to pay them that much money for single lugs? So there's a lot of variables. I know you guys talked about it last week. I wasn't here, but that's things that I'm worried about. You hungry? No, I'm eating chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, to me, the Jack Man's going to become more important. Um, getting around the car, changing the, you know, your your Jack Man is going to you're going to have to have a grade A Jack Man because the stops are going to be faster, and you're going to need a guy that can get around the car. I think. Um, Tire changers are still going to be important, but there's way less room for air right now. Or do, you way leave, more, do you leave way, way the tire more, carrier? Way more room for air right now if you're only hitting. 100%. Yeah. So um, I still think it's going to be important to have a fast one, but I think you're going to see more penalties next year on pit road as well as far as guys speeding because you're probably going to be trying to – you're going to be trying to take advantage of – not that we don't already, but now you're going to you're going to be trying to get more. That's where you're going to find it. The guy that pushes the envelope a little we, bit on We have road. the most unique form of a pit stop in the entire world as far as motorsports go, and we've just changed the formula. And the, the new formula is going to create a lot more consistency with who, how you, you're going to come off pit road a lot like how you came on it versus now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's the, you're going to still – I don't know. i got to see it first. It's hard to – I paper, don't have to see it first. I've already got my opinion. On paper, it looks like it's going to be that way. i got ESPN. All right, next topic. Alex Bowman nearly turns Joey Logano on restart with 30 to go. Why TJ. Are we, why are we talking about nearly? Nothing. Rough. It's a short track. People hit. Stuff like that. There was people that actually made contact, and we should, we could talk about that before this. All right. it, it's when you go across start finish line. Yeah, most, the races on in. Yeah, it's crazy. everyone hangs left. <laughs> and I was counting, I was counting Alex down. I'm like, you know, half back. He's getting ready. To, he's getting ready to turn left. Like, get ready, get ready. He's looking inside, and Joey's watching. I'm sure, but that's the first block I really seen you try to throw all year. Surprised. I know. <laughs> Worked, didn't it? At least so, we didn't wipe out the whole field. Somebody's gonna get sick of that <laughs> eventually. I mean, it, that happened. I mean, that happened every restart almost. I mean, there, I, we were five wide one time. I was five wide on the last Even Joey's one. like, did you say three inside or one inside, three outside? Well, I'm like, yeah, so, or something like that. It was Followed ridiculous. by good luck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You, I think you're clear. Hold my beer. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see this, so I have, no, I have no opinion on it. I can't. Spot on. 22 chopped 88. 88 let him have it. 88 could have wrecked him and he didn't. That's what happened. There we go. Done. Uh, Cole Pern's tweet about the RTA. And Jason, you want to read this one? Cole Pern tweeted last night, Interesting. Everyone loves this rules package. This is what NASCAR basically wanted for last year until the RTA cocked it up. (laughs) Cocked it up? (laughs) Cocked it up. He must be a Gamecock fan. South Carolina fan? Go Cox. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. I mean, spot off. I mean, now you're throwing shots from the cheap sheets, I think. But... um, that, you know, this is a cost-effective deal for the owners last year. They they didn't want to build two separate race cars for these packages. Now we've we've kind of tweaked the car we have to make this package a little better. So I mean, I don't I don't know. Like they did something positive here to make a, to make the racing better, and now you're going to take shots at them now. Like I think it's a shot at the owners probably more so than NASCAR. But you know, I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't see the value in it. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the RTA and all that stuff. 
um, to it really, stands for Race Team Alliance. I know, but it's I don't when really all know. The owners get together and basically form a union. I know that, but yeah. I don't know how. Like he probably knows more internal information about this than what. No, I don't think so. You probably know as much. I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of, I guess, spot off because you're, you know, this is what, this is what made you enough money to get away and and go make the life that you have now, and now you're gonna turn around and bash it. You know, I I'm know. spot on. It's his Twitter. He can say whatever he wants. For <laughs> that. Well, and that Freddie's right though. The reality is NASCAR wanted us to have two separate pack, two separate cars. Okay, yeah. a car for downforce tracks and a car for non-downforce tracks, and owners like Richard Childress and others in the RTA said we can't afford to do that. And NASCAR said, "Okay, we'll give you one car." So we screwed up our short track system, we screwed up our road races in an attempt to make our oval and downforce, high downforce, fast racetracks a better product, and it we suffered. I'm um, Phoenix. The, the stands yesterday were relatively. They were, they were the most empty I've seen them in a very long time, and it's because of what we did last year. So now we fixed that problem. I, I can foresee the fall, if not already being sold out, certainly being sold out. Um, the sponsors that I work with are, are buying suites there for the fall. And after the Xfinity race was great. The cup race was great. I, I'm, I'm, you guys know me. I'm going to tell you like it is. That was an awesome weekend of racing. Next topic. Ty Gibbs wore sunglasses in his post-race ARCA interview Friday night at Phoenix because he had tears in his eyes. Brett, we know you already have something to say about it, so spot on, spot off. Kick the kid in the balls. Let me say this. I don't watch a lot of ARCA races, and I was not watching this ARCA race. The first thing that I actually saw that caught my attention is that it was dark outside where I was at, and I knew the race was in Phoenix. You and didn't I see, need to call him out for it. And I see Ty Gibbs being interviewed on TV at night wearing his sunglasses. I wear my sunglasses. So, so, yeah, so, so here's the reality. Why? So I tweeted, why is this kid wearing sunglasses, essentially, where everybody sent back that he was crying. I really like your disclaimer on your tweet, by the way. Well, well, I, so I made fun of an NFL coach one time for wearing sunglasses at a night game, and everybody's like, well, he's got an eye disease or some crap. <laughs> so the last thing I want to do is catch crap for some medically induced eye Maybe problem. you should just lay off sunglasses, Yeah, right? or just lay off people. Maybe be nicer. I'm not laying off people. So anyway, I'm like, why is Ty wearing sunglasses? Everybody's like, well, he's crying. I was like, oh, no. He's crying? We only have Freddie and I live by two rules. Rule number one is don't be a wuss. Is that what rule the number? Is? Rule number two, <laughs> you can, that's you the can rule. change the first letter of the word wuss. <laughs> rule number two is don't forget rule number one. You can't cry after a race on TV. Just I mean, it's an ARCA race. Come on, leave him alone. Spot off. I love, I, hey, I like this kid. I he really do. He has passion. He well, works hard. Don't cry. Oh, you're such a jerk. I'll tell you what. If you're gonna cry. Cry on tell like cry cry. People want to see that. People want to see it. the emotion. That, like yeah. this this was um I want to say like maybe these younger guys need to start working. I'm sure they do already. I'm sure somebody like Ty does for sure. But like the media side of stuff, like the one kid got out and just destroyed his team after winning the championship last year. Um Mayor. Sam Mayer, he won a bunch of races and was fast. He was in the top five, and I don't know, the thing blew up or something. He got out and bashed the owner, bashed the team to where he had to apologize for it the next day because it was live on uh, FS1. <laughs> but, I mean, just, like, if, you, if, you're, if you're that upset about it, like, don't try to hide it. Like, let's, let people see it. People want to see the emotion in your sport. I agree. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're – yeah, show it. I went on his Twitter 
before I sent that tweet. Oh, boy. And I was like, I'm going to see how many. Well, Brett, th- let me tell you something. Brett does this all the time, by the way. Go ahead. I'm sorry. This is also where I found that awful, god-awful picture of Ty Gibbs. On, uh, that, that you um, also that decided also to tweet to the world. Dale Jr., Luckily for him, Dale, Dale Jr. jumped in Dale on Dale Jr. There, jumped so on was... a bandwagon and was like, yeah, you don't, you don't want to take pictures like Thanks. this. Ty. But anyway, I'm a marketing guy, right? So I start messing with Ty, and I'm like, I'm going to look at his Twitter followers. So I look, and he had like 4,692 followers. He'd increased his Twitter followers by 10% as of yesterday. And, and he had a look, listen, he and I were texting on the other side of this thing after he told me he was upset and he was mad at Arca and blah, blah, blah. Um, Freddie, why don't you explain what – can you explain what happened in that race? Because you know. So, um, I mean, it blew up on Twitter, obviously. And, and if you're watching the race, like they – so Arca has implemented a form. I, I, it might be the same exact thing of pit stops. To where it's, I think it's going to be super similar to the non-companion Xfinity and truck pit stop plan. <laughs> That'll be fun. So what the rule is, <laughs> the, the rule is, you cannot fuel and put tires on at the same time. So you can change two tires, stop changing tires, get off the car. Gas man goes over the wall, fuels the car. Now, if you want to put four tires on, you have to leave pit road and come back to pit road and put two more tires on. But. If you come to pit road, so like the three of I'm us, I'm already confused. I know, same. The three of us come to pit road, and we're first, second, and third. Now I'm first, you're second, Brett's third. We all put two tires on. Leave pit road, Brett's first, you're second, I'm third. I get the lead back. There's no changing positions on pit road, unless I come back in for, four. for, for the more. other two tires, and you guys stay out. Now I'm behind you. Okay, but. One stop for free. One stop for free. If you, but if like we all stop again the second time, I still come out ahead of you no matter what. So basically, it's if you stay out, you're ahead of if you're you're first. If I you, don't see where this could get confusing at all. <laughs> I mean, the poor kids in the car trying if to figure you, it out. If you if you take two tires, you line up behind the guys that stayed out. If you take four tires, you line up behind the guys that take two tires. But they do not have a electronic scoring system. scoring system in place it's by to hand. track this. So they are hand scoring who pits once. Who pits twice? Who, whatever. We're so bringing then, scores back. On top of that, shisho. So it was a it was a bit of a mess, and I don't fault NASCAR for this because it's it was their first race at a big track doing this, and it's and they've got their hands full. They don't they don't they've never done it before. So now on top of that, you've got us drivers and spotters that are like, well, screw it. They don't know what the hell's going on. I'm going to take every position I can. I'm second. No, you're sixth. No, I'm going to line up second. Make you make me. So the, the only thing I had a long talk with Dusan yesterday about it, who called the race. He's our one of our series and a great uh, guy, yeah, oh, race yeah, directors. He's awesome. um, and and the only thing I was critical with him about was I like they let it go on for too long. Like these guys are jockeying for position. I said next time, just hey, get here or we're bla- or you're last. We're bringing you to pits. Like you go where we tell you, or you're done. Like you're done. we're not going to run around here for seven because they ran around for seven or eight laps with fifteen to go and 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 compromise the end of the race. But, you know, I mean, and that Ty, that was one of the things Ty was upset about because he put four tires on and had a restart behind everybody, and then they ran all these laps out. He only had like six or seven laps to get back to the lead, and he ended up losing the race. So, I mean, that's why he was upset. But, I mean, it, it was a – I seen it blow up on Twitter, obviously, and people were killing NASCAR about it. I mean, you got to be a little patient with it. Obviously, they probably need to have a little better system in place. But, I mean, give them a little bit of a break because it was the first time they've done it. Just don't cry if it doesn't go your way. Just, Does Jason <laughs> talk about any, like, what they'll change to fix it? I don't know. Like, he said when they do it for the um, truck and Xfinity series, they will have transponders. Transpon- some kind of, like, technical 
you know, support for it on pit road so they can tell, you know, who's been on once, who's been on twice. This reminds me of when they first implemented the stage. Remember all the caution last we burnt? Now yeah. we don't really burn. Now it's... Well, I don't know. Yesterday we burned a lot. Yeah. It was I, 9 and 10, the two stages. It was... Um, I mean, they're fairly quick now compared to what they started out. Yeah. Man, but I still don't understand. There. I still don't understand. It. And it was, I think it was more so in the Xfinity race. I noticed it. Like, I, we, it was literally one was a 10-lap stage break. And I don't understand what the – I think it's – you come back from – you know, we go, we go to commercial on the break. Then we come back for the pit stop. Then we got to go back to commercial. So now that's four more – you know, that's three or four laps at a time. Yeah, that's four minutes so, commercials. You know, so, I mean, I, I feel like they need to be shorter. But, it, I mean, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Go follow Ty Gibbs on Twitter. Granddad is obviously Joe Gibbs. Great family, good people. I was just giving Ty Oh, reckon. Same with everybody else. <laughs> Next topic. 21 Bush Clash to run on the Daytona road course. Mm. Spot on, spot off. TJ. Uh, I'd like a 15-lap race on the big track, but, you know, we're try- we've are we been changing stuff up, and it's been working, so uh, it's going to be exciting watching these guys run what, that road what's course. What's going to be exciting? Tw- watching all these guys. 15 make- cars run a three-mile track. Watching them all try to make turn one. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Reservation uh, for balls, party of two. <laughs> yep. Uh, spot Send on. It. This is no longer speed weeks. It's now speed, speed week. week. Uh, what is the purpose of this race, TJ, in your mind? What's it always been the purpose of this race? Poll winners, right? It's to promote the Daytona 500. It's well, to that, give you yeah. some foreshadowing as to how exciting this race may be. The challenge, I guess, is maybe, A, we are not going to be able to have enough Gen 7 cars to be able to go down there and tear up 20 cars. Problem B is there are going to be teams that obviously don't qualify. So I say if that's if, if, we, if problem yeah. A isn't the problem, let every single body run the Bush Clash for the first time ever because it is a new car. If we want to do something different, do that. It's the first race of 2021, and we're going to put the 2020 product with five lug nuts on the track. From a marketing perspective, I don't even understand that. You know, is it something different? Yeah. Does it align with what we need to do for 2021 with a new car? That's where I've got a huge disconnect. I don't understand it. I understand your marketing side of it, but you can't give, to me in the competition side, it's not fair to give those guys track time with the new car and not give everybody. Then Then run the old car. And run it the same way, like you said, 15 laps, run it like we've always run it. It should not be two long segments like it was because nobody's going to race in segment one and tear their car up, especially for an exhibition race. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I don't know. Something had to be done because the, the race was terribly boring the last couple of years. They just got single file to the last 20 laps anyway. I hope they throw the yellow with about five to go and invert the top ten. They have to do something because that road course is going to be strung out. There's going to be – I don't think there's going to be much racing, but – Maybe I just take the backstretch chicane out. <laughs> no, not, there's not one driver in that garage that wants to run this race. No, I, I mean, I don't know why you would. I it's an expired car. It's a road course. It's for nothing. It's just, an exhibition. I don't know how you fix it. Like, I think, like, I'm, I'm bored with TJ. I think a 15, 20 lapper would have been great. But then you have, I got a buddy of mine, Scott Tapley, who wears me out about it. He does his own little radio show up there in Maine. He's a race director at every local short track. And he wears me out about every damn detail on this show. But like he was like I said something about I tweeted you know I wish it was a twenty lap race and and then he brought the TV side of it where you know this can TV you know right now they've probably got a two hour block for that that race and and now you're taking away from that because I said well I'm pretty sure the last twenty laps took two hours this year so I mean it'd be fine it'd be the same thing but um, it, it has I, I want to know the real reason why I don't think we know I, and I think it's going to be I, I don't I'd have to, I got I can't wait to see the schedule like 
Well, how long does it take to set this road course up? I mean, is it just cones? Is there barriers? Like, are we going to be able to practice on Tuesday? Do you realize Tuesday? how many people camp on that road course? That is the overflow lot for the drivers for Xfinity and truck and yeah. Cup Crew Chiefs. Fans park. That's Media where, parks That's there. where we, we park. park. Like, Do you think this is a, a test for down the road? At Daytona? I hope not. To see how it goes? I hope not. Not unless you're going to run a 24 hours like, of NASCAR. Yeah, I don't feel like they're struggling right now. With I'm just saying. I mean, what they if didn't they didn't spend they 400 million dollars. They didn't spend 400 million dollars to renovate that place to go run that road course with us. No, I will say, I ain't buying it. Just thinking, I well now NASCAR SMI, you know SMI had a ton of success around the Charlotte road course, um, and so I'm wondering if they're just trying to switch up. Some of their Charlotte doesn't it have also the might, that we got Daytona's got. Daytona it, well, agreed, agreed. Bomb. Um, going to a new car though, this might be just something because it's not like you said. Maybe there's not going to be enough cars ready to do that yet. Yeah, and you can't give some playing time with some teams and not give it everybody the time. Again, you a, a, so. say that. Yeah, I mean, B, we're going to run the old car and it's going to be twenty. Like, there's a lot yeah. of options. I'm just man, I'm I'm, uh, I'm 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 being a cynic about this, but man, hurts my heart. I think there's going to be more to come around this one week speed week. I really do. I love the speed. I love the ch- it's and the people I've seen another thing blow up on Twitter. People about the schedule like it's essentially the same thing. We just took Saturday and Sunday and moved it back two days. Mm-hmm. Like instead of the track being closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, now we just we have activity there. We don't. So now as a fan, instead you don't have to be there for twelve days. You can go for yeah. eight days. You know what so I mean? So this has turned into a great. Camping weekend, uh, you know, obviously well, you you're can't not, camp on a road well, course. <laughs> not in that, not in that section right there, though. I yeah. mean, there's still other, there's still plenty of places to camp there. Um, you can camp at Grandview, but there, <laughs> where's that? <laughs> um, what a great week for racing, though. There's so much racing. Like I'm telling you, what, what I tell you, this is going to save you hundreds. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <clears throat> this is going to save Freddie. Like I, so normally I would go down New Smyrna Speed Weeks. I would go down Thursday night some point a week before the Daytona 500 and I would be there from Thursday all the way through Sunday and I would have to spot Friday night Saturday night Sunday, you know all week at New Smyrna 10 days 10 no, days you're talking about Thursday before the you're talking about Thursday, about before, Thursday clash. before yeah I'm talking about yeah Thursday the before week the clash. before yeah, the, yeah before yeah. the clash so I'd be down there for 12 13 days so you know, obviously, your liver felt like, like Megan. Your liver felt like it was there. It's Megan's birthday too, right? Then that's like Me- like oh. Megan's birthday was the clash issue. I mean, the duel this year. Oh, like, Freddie, you're going too much. Those Freddy, thirteen days you. act like a at this point for the Daytona. Like by the time the off season, she is ready for me to go. Like yeah, <laughs> like so I had been point. home for two months. She's she's ready for yeah, me to get there. Ready to go too. <laughs> Grandview. <laughs> Last call. Oh, spot on, spot off, Freddie. This one is for you. Uh-oh. Brian France sues the guy running the drunk <laughs> Brian France account. <laughs> I think Brian France might have been drunk in Brian France when he came up with this idea to sue this guy. What the what the hell is going on on Twitter these days? Like this, we got guys suing parody accounts. We got this idiot husband tweeting to Kevin Harvick that his wife's going to win a truck oh, race. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, just shut up. Is that what anywhere later hell? in the show? I don't know. I don't no. even know that we want to talk about yeah. it just for the fact that we don't want to give him attention. Uh, we can yeah. rant about but it. I uh, will Listen to me. I will take that guy's $50,000 bet. I think we could have. I don't race trucks. Can I take that bet? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take his $50,000 bet. bet. So the, what I understand from the bet, it was you got a truck swap with her. Correct. Like she gets, Kyle Bush gets in her truck. She gets in Kyle's truck. She's going to outrun Kyle. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah I'll take that $50,000 bet. 
Now, this car won't let me, but if I, they would I, let me, I'll match it. I tell you what, I got <laughs> I a buddy about, that'll take it. <laughs> I thought about having Hamlin make me some proposals to shut out the sponsors, man. Yeah, I mean Jesus. And then he he made a comment like I don't know how much he went into this. Like he started making comments about Delana's weight. Like yeah, it got. It got, I don't think have we you should. seen this guy's profile picture. He don't need to be making fun of him. I, <laughs> I think I we've damn already sure uh, making fun of anybody. No, I think we've already given him too much. Oh. Anyway, drunken Brian France. I am actually spot on for this deal. <laughs> of course you are. And here's why: that drunken Brian France guy on Twitter, he shut the f- up. He ain't tweeted in three days. This guy lives in Georgia. He usually comes to the racetrack in Atlanta. I know some guys that are buddies with him. I haven't personally met him, but these crew guys leak him, you know, stories, and he'll he'll kind of use that to get new followers. And then he goes out there and bashes all the drivers. Don't be a if you're gonna do that. Rule number one. What I tell you, rule number one. It was a wuss. It was. Don't be a wuss. Sorry. It was. If you're going to do it, do it from your own account. These clowns that act like they're the, the whole parody account thing of other humans drives me nuts. Do I think the Orange Cone guy's an idiot? Absolutely. But he's not a parody account because an Orange Cone doesn't have a brain. He's just some fictional account, right? Which is the same thing that NASCAR chasm is. He has some awesome tweets. I'm talking about these people who have, don't, they don't have a life. They drive me nuts. So the fact that this billionaire is going after this guy to shut him up, I think it's funny as hell. I love it. I'm going to start drunken Brett Griffin. <laughs> I'm gonna sue and then I'm just going to give you the phone when yeah. you're drunk and let I'm you start gonna, I'm gonna sue your ass. <laughs> You'll just tweet all of them, honestly. I'll just retweet all of Brett's drunken tweets. Yeah. I think there's a better way to handle this if you're, uh, yes. you know, I think maybe just a cease and desist please letter and be done with it. But then what would we talk about? So. I'm sure that's what will end up happening. <laughs> what would we talk about if that I, I love this drama. I think it's awesome. Between this and the guy, the truck guy, this week has had plenty of it i see the uh, the best part to come out of this was all the funny tweets from like the other parody accounts like the hendrick ones like just for the record i hope you guys know i'm not rick hendrick you know like <laughs> yeah. like so like you know disclaimers now all of a sudden <laughs> but but i mean jesus what a bunch of idiots i block them every time a parody accounts tweets to me block i don't care if they tweet anything great nice rude i don't get block get get off my timeline get a life i think there's more people on your blocked list than there is on your you know, people. I think you I'm follow second list. to Jim Utter. I heard he blocks everybody. <laughs> well, I thought TJ blocked everybody. I don't have anybody. TJ blocks everybody in real life. Oh, oh, you're yeah. talking about Twitter. Hey, you're whoa, Twitter. easy. <laughs> All right, moving on to probably my favorite topic of the day: Blake Shelton's pre-race video about Clint Boyer. And uh, and I'm also going to hang around here and watch uh, my buddy Clint lose. <laughs> Sorry, Clint, you suck. <laughs> Oh my god! Spot gosh. on, spot off, Brett. Oh, I love this guy, man. Uh, Blake and uh, they are always taking shots at each other publicly, and uh, it's always great when you have a guy like Blake Shelton <laughs> uh, at a racetrack. Blake Shelton has twenty million followers on Twitter, so when you have a personality that big at the racetrack, it's awesome. His bus driver Kelly is a big fan of our show; listens every time. He said people literally would come up to him and be like, "Man, what are you laughing at?" Um, because he's listening to our show, but I think it's great. What I, the only thing I didn't really understand about yesterday is why did they inter, inter, introduce the back half of the field? Blake Shelton, Hicks, I did. Joey Gase. It was. Uh, I'm like, what? It was taking forever, but it was actually very entertaining. I remember Pitbull is on the stage and he's like Timmy Pit, Hill, Pit. and Timmy Watson is like Timmy. <laughs> Pitbull looks more like a Chihuahua though. He does. I don't know. I don't, think, I don't know how he bites, but <laughs> I don't think you can say that. I don't, all right. Dude, it was, he's not like a big pit bulls are tough dogs. That that 
intro though, we needed that like at Daytona 500 or something with those two and introducing the they drivers. They just bring so much, man. And, but here's the thing, guys. When did you hear that they were coming to the racetrack? Uh, when I saw them down there. On the, That's I was a like, problem. Yeah. That's a marketing PR disaster. You've got two gigantic personalities and two different genres of music, and you didn't tell anybody they were coming. I had to double double check. I'm like, Pitbull? Really? And you I look down I there, and, and there's thir- Pitbull. I found out Thursday night. I'm backstage with Blake hanging out, and he goes, I'm coming back Sunday. I'm like, for what? Watch Clint? And he's like, no, nah, I'm doing some stuff for NBC in the track. I'm like, what? Yeah. How, how do, I mean, how do I? I live in this industry. How do I not know this? That's. A I problem. didn't know. I didn't know uh, either one of them. I thought the driver. I mean, rush but was if they were though. to announce it, what were they going to do? Like they needed him. Obviously, they would have for, sold for more stuff. tickets. Maybe that Blake had Shelton to be is doing driver intros. Blake Shelton. Well, doing... I mean, the intros part. Yes, fair that's fair. probably the highlight of some of those guys' like seasons so far. Walking on that stage with Pitbull and and uh, Blake <laughs> introducing them. What's that next up? What's that kid drives that double zero? Uh, who Alf, wrecked him, by the way? Quinn Huff, yeah. yeah. I've yeah seen, that's uh, definitely Quinn Huff's highlight of his life. I see. Based uh, on what I've uh, seen him do on the track. You're just so rude. <laughs> he doesn't like. How many, how many, I'm bitter they fired Land the Castle. How many cars do you think they got left over there? Because they're going through them pretty quick. Hmm. So, this is the thing they're making the cars are getting a little bit harder to drive. Yeah. Now you're seeing the drivers happen to come out a little bit. Yeah, I know my guy put in a fence yesterday. Oh, damn it. <laughs> The best. So he were here at the end of the race. So we're we're he Ross Chastain running to my guy. Whenever. Talk about it being in a hell of a bind. Clint's <laughs> MF and my guy. My guy's wrecking my other guy. I'm like son of a. B-. I tell you one thing was a fact. That seventy seven was not coming out of the lane. No, no, you weren't getting him off that no. lane. Um, but so we so Bubba gets in the fence. First of all, he gets in the wall. He's like, check it. Which to me, check it. I know that mean. That means I got he's got a wall somewhere. I checked the box, like, you hit you it, you know, whatever. <laughs> so like, but, check that off. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm thinking like we just like got up there too high in one and two and scrubbed it. Our, our car was destroyed. Like the the right rear quarter panel's hanging off of it. Looked like Danny's car. So I'm like, holy, <laughs> like check it, like it's killed, like. <laughs> Killed I'm like, it. you got it's gone. It's killed done. It. Said, and then we got a flat going out of front stretch. And I was like, all right, Pitt. So whatever. So then the rest of the day, he's obviously pissed off at himself. I hope you know I'm going to draw a check mark box check. on your tape next <laughs> week guys, where you can check it when you hit it. Have you guys been watching the Formula One Netflix show? Yes. Yeah, I watched it. Retire the car for Retire. like nothing. Yeah. That's what you should start saying. So, when you, you know, retire. retire the car. I should have said the car, it. Bubba. I, I felt like I should have said it yesterday. So he goes, so whatever. Uh, he, we were like two laps down the rest of the race. So then, at the very end, I'm like, "Hey, man, don't you know? Keep your head up. Like, we're, lucky we're in three a row. laps. We're three cautions away from being back on the lead lap. Like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's never going to happen. You know, I don't deserve it. I ran in a wall. I'm just pouting, being typical a bit Typical, you know, difficult on himself. So then, get a caution. Danny gets a lucky dog. Get another caution. Where you get one lucky dog. So we're now we're one then down. You get another one. Another one with like four to go. I said, "Up, oh, yellow's out. We are the lucky dog. This will be back on the lead lap." He said, "Oh, we go win this." <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, we're going to need about a 20-car pileup for that, but yeah. we'll be all right. And yeah. then he then got on the wall. He got on the wheel and passed like 10 cars on the last restart. That's awesome. But it was funny. But played out all right for us. Let's see what's coming up this week on the Dale Jr. Download. This week on the Dale Jr. Download, the episode that you've all been waiting for, Kenny Schrader is going to join us at the table. Plus, catch the TV show Wednesday nights on NBC Sports Network. This week, though, it's at 6 p.m., all right? 6 p.m. this week, Wednesday. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcast platforms.
Let's go in the fast lane. Three racing questions. One off the wall question. 30 seconds to respond to each. Only 30 seconds. How are you going to stop from talking? Good luck. Fast lane. Question number one. Next time the Cup Series races at Phoenix, it will be for the championship. Are Sunday's results indicative of... Indicative. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You're going to make fun of me for that. Oh. Uh, You're okay. I may spell them, but you win as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was going to ride your ass today. I'll get off you next week. This week you're in. Can you cut that? No. Nice. <laughs> we got to leave them in there. Next time the Cup Series races at Phoenix, it will be for the championship. Are Sunday's results indicative of who will be in play for the title in November? And what did teams learn that they can bring back this fall? Brett. I am going to go with the fact that when you look at Phoenix statistically, the same guys win. It's Denny Hamlin. It's Kyle Busch. It's Kevin Harvick. Now, Joey Logano has put himself in that same conversation. Um, I, I think that uh, yesterday was not vindicative of who the, the – Vindicative? The, vindicative. Yeah. Matt Dibbendedetto. Uh, He's such a d- I think you're being vindicative all day today. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Casey invented a new word. I thought we should just celebrate it, right? So I make one mistake. Why are one. you on my ass all the time? <laughs> Casey, I love you. I'm going to get off. Over. I'm, I'm done making that's fun of you That's over 30 seconds. Zero percent chance that's true. Yeah, seriously, stop talking. My answer, right. is, my answer is no. TJ, no. you're next. I think we're pretty early in the season to, to call out who's going to be there yet, but you know who's going to run good when we get there. You know who you can look at a – Who's going to be in the championship? I don't know yet, but you know, you know who the top. You know who's going to run good, and it took a little bit, but the cream rises to the top, and it was slowly rising there. So, and you're going to see the probably the same group of guys rise, whether they're running for championship or not. We talked about this with Kyle Larson at Homestead, where you don't want to see a certain guy make the final four because Kyle Larson is badass at Homestead. I do not think anybody wants to race Kevin Harvick at home at Phoenix in the final four this year he's been the most consistent guy there he was probably the best car yesterday got a little behind on strategy um but just these other guys are going to have time to work with this package they're all going to get better start finish line (laughs) (laughs) um they're gonna they're gonna get better you know the gibbs cars i didn't think had a lot of speed yesterday we didn't see a denny denny wrecked and and kyle was up front but he didn't have the kyle bush speed you're used to so i I think these guys will get better but i think kevin harvick's probably gonna be the guy to beat when we get back there i just want to say one thing before we go on casey's not paying attention anyway Um, i think we're in a position for the first time with this final four crap for the champion to not win the race like the champion may not be the race winner at Homestead. I think we saw those guys, you know, hanging it out there, and and the best, the the guy who won the championship won the race. I think we may honestly see that not be the case at Phoenix, because to TJ's point, we don't know who's going to be in it. Yeah. But if Kevin Harvick's not in it, if Kyle Busch is not in it, if Denny Hamlin's not in it, like they could win the race. So mm-hmm. anyway, okay, case, sorry. Question number two, AI technology called Pit Row is currently available to all teams and can help decide the best time to pit by suggesting optimum strategy calls. Would you prefer your crew chief decide pit strategy based on the AI technology's real-time recommendation or by using his experience and intuition? Freddie. So we, I think we use this. I know RCR has been using it for the last couple of years, and I think uh, Jerry, our crew chief, was trying to get in on that. We didn't use it last year, but... Um, I, I think you use this. I don't think you can solely use this. I, I wouldn't want you to solely use this. I think you use this as a tool to maybe point out 
something that you might not realize. Like if I stay out here, I can run far enough into the next stage where I can make it to the end and, and get a wave around or something. So just I would use it as a tool, but I think you have to base all your decisions on on instincts more than, more so. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can rely on this because that that tool doesn't tell you exactly who's gone. It, the, it might tell you to pit, but you're still going to have when you have that tire fall off like we were asking for. You had the front half; it split the field every time. Every time there was a eight ten laps run, front half might have stayed out. The back half came. Guess who's making up ground? The guys from the back, which is that's what we've been asking for: is guys be able to get tires and make their way back up through. I don't think AI can plan, and not to mention some guys are better at restarts. You know what I mean? How how does it? How does the AI plan for? You know, your guy making up spots on restarts and stuff. I, I just don't think you can rely on that. Yeah, I'll take uh, Matt Borland in his prime, a Chad Knaus in his prime, a Todd Parrott, a Brian Patty, Brian Patty I was any say. day over a computer program. What's happened is people are compiling, compiling data and, and they're giving you this information based on trends. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think you, I don't, I, I, mean, I, I don't know that I would even subscribe to this, to be honest with you. It's just like the cautions. Like, Okay, historically we get a cost between lap fifty and sixty here. Yeah, it's just a trend. Yeah. you know you're not guaranteed that. No. Atlanta Motor Speedway reversed its decision to repave its surface in 2017 in favor of maintaining the current surface. If you could decide, would you rather keep Atlanta's surface as is or repave and configure to its original layout, Brett? One thousand percent keep it as it is, and the reason why is if we repave it, it's going to be fast. Goodyear's going to build a hard tire, and One it's going lane. to be a crappy race. So look at Michigan. We ruined Michigan by repaving it. Don't put us in that position, Atlanta. And thank goodness guys like Dell Jr. were vocal about this because he's probably single handedly the reason why we didn't repave this track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're always one hundred percent against any kind of repave. You want the surface to wear out. I mean. A place like Texas had to repave, I think, just for the fact that if it rained for one ten minutes, we were in a delay for six hours because of the way the track, the drainage was. But uh, yeah, one hundred percent, please leave Atlanta the way it is. It's awesome racing, awesome tire wear. I mean, if we do have to, if they do decide they have to repave it, let's go back to the oval. Let's go back to a true oval. Give us another mile and a half true oval like uh, Homestead is. I I would not repave it at all. Um... I think I'd I'd stay an extra day if it rained hard enough and we couldn't get the track dry for a great race. I mean, it's Absolutely. a good race. And this goes back. We've had conversations before about why is that that asphalt so much different than other asphalt? You know, is there some sort of mixture? And if you do repave, can you do a mixture that's not super smooth, super fast? Can you do one that's going to chew tires up a little bit and create – create more passing lanes and and track characteristics. With talk of the coronavirus, the top news headlines worldwide, Tito's tweeted to its customers to not use their vodka to make homemade hand sanitizer since it's only 40% alcohol and not 60% like actual sanitizers. What are the best practices to avoid getting sick? TJ. Uh, Wash your hands, probably. And if somebody's sick, maybe don't hang around them. <laughs> I mean, I got two kids that go to school, so that's pretty much like the constant cycle anyway. I'm sure you got I'm sure you go through it as well. If you're gonna get this, you're gonna get it. Unless you just stay at home. I mean, I was talking to Ken yesterday with North Carolina and I was like, Man, what he's like, You what do you do when you go to a restaurant? You go in and wash your hands. And then what do you do after you wash your hands? You grab a menu 
think anybody else has touched that menu. What do you do when you go to a bar? I want a Tito's and water with a lime. Who do you think cut that lime up? Like, I don't live my life paranoid, and I, and I probably should. I might live a little longer. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It's funny. It's funny they use these numbers because that's where usually I go sixty percent Tito's myself, and then forty percent <laughs> club soda. Club soda. Um, so it's weird that they use those numbers, and that's kind of how I, I feel like alcohol kills everything. So I just keep loading up on that and and hope to stay healthy. Which, <laughs> it it seems like it's doing pretty well for me. Here's what I don't understand about these people: it doesn't tear your stomach up and give you like diarrhea. So why is everybody buying up all the toilet paper on the West Coast? I was wondering the same. Really? It's not even the West Coast. I didn't realize that was a is thing. it everywhere. Dude, I went to Costco last week and I, I was rolling back. I'm like. Man, where's there? Why is everything missing here? There's oh. no toilet paper and no hand sanitizer on the West Coast. Really? It's on the None. East Coast as well. No, really you can't have, find it. It's two hundred dollars for hand sanitizer. Did you see Amazon? that? <laughs> they had yeah. that. Clint tweeted that one thing. It's five dollars a pump at a bar for hand sanitizer. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously it was a joke, but you can't find it. That's but I don't understand the toilet paper thing. Me neither. Yeah, I don't get it. It's the same thing as the damn. No, oh, we're gonna have. Snow flurries the morning. You milk. can't get a broken bread. Here's what I hope about the coronavirus, and I'm obviously not a, a doctor. But Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, the flu season ends. Is this coronavirus season going to end? I don't know. Or I've it, read a couple it, reports where they where it was starting to slow down. Or I mean, Does it I, die I in the summer like the flu? We don't know. I don't know. I'll let you know here in a couple months. Man, we got some great news here, Door Bumper Clear fans. There's a new line of Dirty Mo merchandise available now for you to buy and sport the Dirty Mo brand. That's right. Go to DirtyMoMedia.com, select the Dirty Mo Media gear tab, and when you check out, use code DBC10, DBC10, to get 10% off your order. Get your gear now. Did you get that tattoo that everybody got, the brand? When, when that Dirty Mo came out, there was this Dirty Mo posse, there's all this DMPs. Like, did you get the tattoo? I did not. I uh, watched it. I could smell the skin burning, and I'm not How many it. guys do you think got that brand? Four or five. Yeah. Josh. Maybe. Did Josh Schneider get it? Yeah, the Josh is the worst one. Mitch Lash. Josh is the worst one because they did it once and they thought they didn't do it good enough, so they heated it back oh, up. Oh, they branded him twice? Right over the old one. And you could smell it, and it was the worst thing ever, so I didn't do it. Oh, I don't blame you. Not doing it. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. Brett, since you keep making fun of me, why don't you pronounce this person's Twitter handle? Where? First one. Are we in the blue? Yep. Yep. C. Well, you can't. There's no constant right there. CPT time restrain. Tim restrain train. All right. Dude, get a new Twitter handle. CPT time restrain. The question is Do competition directors have teams take various pit strategies to ensure they have drivers on different pit cycles? How about you, Freddie? Oh, yeah, ask the guy with no teammates. Perfect. Good idea. <laughs> That's a great idea, Case. Yeah, uh, no, my, me and my teammates, we don't. We all do the same thing. Go ahead, Britt. <laughs> well, I was, thinking, like, I was thinking alliances, so that was kind of my goal. No, there, we but... don't do anything like that with RCR. We're not, we're not that close. We're just, we just buy stuff from them. Fine, TJ. <laughs> no, not at all. This is your crew chief makes the decision at the time to – Jason, why did you pick this question? Because it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I thought there's there's a chance. There's nothing like that that ever happens. You're trying to win the race. There's nobody sitting there be like, "Hey, you do this one, you do that." Why don't want to do that one? This has never happened. Jason was drinking hand sanitizer, (laughs) the sixty percent version, when he picked this question. Pretend there's like this guy's gonna get a free T-shirt with the worst question that's ever been asked on this show. Thanks to all for Pat. What is your deal lately? Why are you so rude to everybody? He's not trying to be. 
But there's a question. He wants a shirt. Well, he's sitting in the dumbest asking, question that's ever well, made this show. I think it's a great question. He's curious well, and love, he wants I, to ask I, him. I'm sorry, listener, that I can't say your time restraint name. Uh, I love you. I think you had a great question. Um, uh-huh. Go to the next that's one. That's what y'all want to do in today's thick. society. You're seriously the worst. Go to the next one. Next one is from, uh, and I'm really sorry for butchering your name, but Nick Batiga one. Uh, with the one lug nut, do you think we will see more wheels fall off from not getting them tight? There is a there is a 100% chance if you don't get it tight, it's falling off. <laughs> <laughs> At some point. If you continue to try to race and it's not tight, we're it's doing, probably coming off. We're doing off. good with questions this week. <laughs> oh. This one Brett sent me specifically. Jason, what'd you mix with your hand sanitizer? Brett texted me one this specifically to use. I did, because I knew somebody was going to say something funny like what Freddie just said. What if we make our first pit stop and we roll off pit road and like four cars have just, wheels just fall off going just off the end of pit road? Down pit road. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Last yeah. one is from <laughs> TLCM88. TJ. Another are you- stupid question. I- <laughs> Jason, you suck. <laughs> this one, TJ hasn't talked about yet, so I figured it's good to Are know. Are you spotting for Dale? That's because TJ don't know. <laughs> I re- See? We I mean, I, tweet him, ask him. I don't know. <laughs> he seems to... He seems to answer most things on Twitter, so um, yeah, I don't know. Ask him. Let me answer. Yes, yeah. I, TJ Spider. He has not said anything to me yet, so getting close. Yeah, he might want to think about it. <laughs> Just tell me you got a gig. Announce what I hear you're doing. Brad's running that week. <laughs> congratulations, Brad. I gotta Sorry. say congratulations to all three of these guys for us getting on our show somehow with three awful questions. Congratulations, y'all won an off pad T-shirt. I'm really sorry to all of these I three people. Jason, I think your questions geez. are great, and I'm really glad that you made an effort to tweet us. I'm convinced Jason's getting side money now from <laughs> to get put these freaking questions on because people have asked me, can they buy our T-shirts? Jason's selling the damn slots on this show to get these off pad T-shirts. If you send me nice things, maybe uh, this is uh, works out. This is Amish Josh effort right yeah. here. Great job, Jason. <laughs> Retweet the show, people too, and I'll pick one random person and send them a shirt as well. Good Casey, Lord. let's end this show really quick. Yeah, please. Hey, uh, I don't, I don't have a rant, but before we're done, I just want to mention uh, David Rogers passed away uh, yesterday morning. We got the news. Um, short track legend. I'm sure you guys, Brett, you're not really a big short track guy, but you've probably seen his car a hundred times. He was. He's got the record for the most snowball derbies. He ran 33 snowball derbies. I think there's only been 34 of them. Um, he missed last year. He was real sick and, and yeah. missed the race last year. Um, but you know, just a true badass, you know, short track legend guy. Every every race he went to back in the day, he was – just look him up on Twitter or uh, Google him. You know, you'll see all kind of badass pictures of, like, late models and old school street stock looking cars. So just uh, just want to take a minute to notice him. And uh, I, I don't actually have a rant this week. I don't know that I have a rant either. Do you? You always have something to say. I got a personal rant. So, I mean, I'd say this year, two out of four races, I've been put in really bad positions on the weekends. Uh, my mom had a stroke. Obviously, I was in Daytona. This weekend, I was in Phoenix. I get a phone call that my daughter has been pushed from behind at the school and fell. We had a, uh, a kid, a guy, a boy, that was making fun of her at school, saying she looked like an albino. She didn't have eyebrows. She's got a big forehead. And I came from a small town where – Literally, you live by sticks and stones to break your bones. Words will never hurt you, right? So let that go. Ends up that her friend said that this kid is the guy that pushed her from behind in the hall. So nonetheless, here we go to the school. 
principal ain't going to do a whole lot. So what I do, I call the parents. We take it head on, try to fix it, and I think we've resolved it. But if, you're, if your kids are having problems, stand up for your kids. Don't, don't trust the school system to do it because they won't. And that is not one of Brett's issues because we were – where were we that time when they the, – the restaurant that wouldn't let Bodie eat his food. I look over, and Brett is the color of the Chick-fil-A box. And he is on the phone screaming at somebody because <laughs> they wouldn't let – all of Brett's kids – or not all of them. Keely doesn't, but yeah. Brett's kids have food allergies. So they have to, you know, bring some stuff or, you know, move some stuff around. But <laughs> I thought he was going to kill somebody. So. so Bodie can't have shellfish. They were with a group of 20. Everybody wanted hibachi. So they were rolling to the restaurant in Myrtle Beach and look at probably is against law. But nonetheless, you know, here sits a five-year-old boy holding a piece of cheese pizza that he's going to eat three bites and throw it away anyway. And they came in and were like super rude about it to Claudia and Bodie. And I mean, I get the phone call of you won't believe how we were treated. So I called and voiced my displeasure. Loudly. Did they yeah. let them? But the, the funniest thing Freddie and I ever did in a restaurant is we walked into Redneck Kevin in Texas and we <laughs> sat down at this table. And we waited 10 minutes and never saw a server. And so I called the restaurant while sitting at the table. And I said, hey, man, please speak to the manager. And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. Put the manager on the phone. Yeah, how can I help you? I was like, hey, my name's Brett. And me and my buddy Freddie are sitting here in the middle of your restaurant. We would love to order a beer. And this guy's like, are, are you being serious we're, right now? We were like, watching yeah. him. He was I'm on like, the phone. We were I'm watching like, yeah, him. We're, we're, we're waving. Here, here we are. He's like, oh, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, guys. I'll be right over to help you. Um, so, You're yeah. probably the people that uh, I would never want to serve so, you, honestly. That's not true. I'm the biggest tipper you know. <laughs> Moral of the story is Brett is super shy and won't, won't ever speak his mind. Yeah. All exactly. right. Off to Atlanta. <laughs> what are DBC picks? Hey, food allergies are no joke, though, man. No, no. absolutely not. Now, I mean, TJ's I, got one with nuts, too. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> what the hell nut, did you just say? A nut he allergy. Has, <laughs> as a matter of fact, he has none with nuts. Uh, <laughs> that, was, I, that is the first time I've ever misspoke. Usually, I mean what I say. Literally, he does have a kid with nut allergies. <laughs> Sorry. This show's off the rails today. TJ, you suck at this. You're, it's already three to one. Brett beat uh, TJ failed right there. with Harvick over Kyle Busch, but TJ gets picked first this week. Man, where are we going, Atlanta? They finished second and third. You know, I know who you're picking oh, here. Yeah. I'll go with uh, the old number four. Yeah. Yeah, good pick. Man, I figured you were going to do that. I figured you were going to do that last week, but I tried to beat it because you already used him. Yeah. Man, I'm in a hell of a bind. I've used some good guys. You have. Guys I'm starting to use them. I'm going to uh, go out on a little bit of a limb just because the tire fall off. I think they've been super, super fast at that Corner downforce the tracks. And uh, I'm going to try Blaney. Yeah, he was another one of my picks. If you, I was thinking I probably about just him. wasted him. I probably should just let you win this week, but you never know. You should have picked somebody worse. Yeah. You should have saved him. I know. You're so good at beating me in this year. I know. Year. I was you're like, four, TJ shouldn't be giving you advice. Four. All these races are you, you, like, they're it's impossible to. TJ, you're 0 for 4. Listen. Yeah, I would say they're impossible too if I was you. Freddie could start right now and probably beat you. <laughs> Freddie, make a pick. <laughs> Make a pick. You get a pick from anybody other than Kevin Harvick and whoever I got. Listen, Blaney. I'll keep you keep winning on here, and I'll keep winning. In real we'll life. see if Freddie can come back and beat us, even <laughs> though he spotted us four weeks. Uh, I'll take forty-eight. Jimmy Jam. All right, well, we're going to close the show because we <laughs> clearly <lost. laughs> talked way too much today. And well, well if we didn't spend five minutes with your errors. <laughs> you started off the show so I nice. I thought he was going to be nice to you. I, I, I'm I just know. saying. I, I thought mean, Brett was a dick. I, and I he was honestly nice didn't make very many. You, I like. I'm sorry that I couldn't pronounce one word. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you guys are in Atlanta this weekend, please come say hi. Well, I think we're all going to be there. So Yeah, numerous people at Phoenix stop, stop me again. Yeah, love, yeah, love that. It's, it's more awesome. and more every week. It's awesome. Yeah. Leave us a review. Holla.
Have a great week. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.